Hello, and welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. Each week, we bring you stories of some amazing women from different walks of life, and we hope you're inspired from it, learn something new, or just find comfort knowing that there are others just like you. I'm Lenora. And I'm Bettina. Culture is a strong part of our lives. It influences our values, our views, our decisions, and sometimes our logic and fears too. However, it's an essential aspect of one's life. Knowing and understanding one's culture helps one relate better to another culture. Joining us today is Isha Soni, a self-proclaimed culture geek who's moved between 12 apartments, four cities, and two countries over the past three years. She shares her story of growing up in India and then moving to the West and finding herself in an environment that felt completely alien, causing a kind of culture chaos that she hadn't expected. So why did she move from India to the US? I moved to US to uh, do my masters. Uh, and it was an interesting story again because I, I wasn't really like, you know, a lot of people have that craze that, you know, just, I just want to go to US by, by all means. It wasn't that for me. I had, I got done with my undergrad and I was like, uh, you know, looking for masters and I wanted to do journalism. So I was like, okay, I want to do like journalism in the best school in the world. So I applied to uh, JNU in Delhi. And my dad was like, uh, you know, he was obviously, he was like totally not comfortable with me moving to Delhi. So he was like, why don't you also like apply in the US and stuff? So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to waste my time and stuff. And I, I don't know if I, if it'll be good. And I wasn't sure if I'll get into a good school. So I literally just applied to the top three journalism schools. And I I got into one of them. Isha moved to New York to pursue her master's in journalism. So what was her experience of moving to a new city in a new country? Uh, new York was full of, uh, New York I think was the main sort of shaping point. Uh, the experience was uh, very stressful and uh, it was, uh, it was, I think it was when the whole culture chaos <laughs> it was when the chaos the confusions began I, I, I was like a really full of myself conf not not full of myself I was a really confident sort of bindas kind of a girl and I came and I used to think you know I, if I get around get along get around in Mumbai then I'm, I'm all sorted and I can get around anywhere in the world and stuff but when I came to New York I realized that uh, okay this is like an entirely different city and it's an entirely different dynamic, an entirely different group of people. So I, 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 I was really confused and I was really nervous and I uh, was doing journalism. So for the first rule of journalism is you sort of need to understand, uh, you know, what a story is. You need to understand, you need to get to the uh, root of the story or you need to get to people's heart to get them to share their story with you. And I was having trouble with that because I was just not able to relate to anything over there. Everything was like an entirely different world for me. And and I wasn't like mesmerized at that at that time. I wasn't mesmerized by what people see in New York. I wasn't like looking at the tall buildings or I wasn't looking at the glitter at uh, Times, glitter on Times Square. 
I was I would get on the train and I would look at people's faces and I would like see everybody tired I would see everybody stressed out and I was like dude everybody in this city is so miserable and I would like constantly find myself comparing New York to Mumbai or I would constantly find myself you know looking for that some part of uh, you know India or that some part of home that I could find over there and that initial process of uh, you know just getting used to that country and that culture that was very difficult for me it took a while for isha to get used to the place its custom and culture the confident girl who left mumbai believing she could take on anything was slowly being replaced by one who seemed lost and confused and the differences stood out there were several there were several instances for example uh, uh, you know in in my in my school you 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 notice the small things right so the way uh, the way the, the schools over here uh, run you people used to be like so chill and so comfortable with the professors and you know you're going to like your professor's house for christmas dinners and stuff and i i always sort of had that that boundary sort of that i never i would never cross with my uh, you know college professors and i and these these things were very different for me um you know the small little rituals that people had around their lives and uh there were also like some big no no's about like in india so there are some there are things that we talk very comfortable with people very comfortably with with people in india like we we discuss religion very openly we discuss uh, you know ca- uh, caste divides and stuff very openly like it's very it's very funny to make like fun of a guju in india or like you can just you know crack a joke on someone else just based on the community and these things are like very small talk normal daily conversational things in india and it's not really uh taken seriously but over here it, the, the cultural uh conversations are, are shaped very differently and there's some things which are extremely sensitive some ba- ba- barriers that you never cross so understanding those things also like was uh, quite a difficult process because you know i i wouldn't find uh, i i i wouldn't get some jokes that people were making but at the same time i would want to make some jokes and i wasn't sure that i could make them so these these basic things are so difficult uh i think that's the uh, that's the confusing part but as i said you know the small things like small talk with people on the streets or even the fact that i've lived in places for like over 2 or 3 years and i've never i don't even know the name of my neighbors these things don't make sense for my indian sensibility but i mean it it, it is just the way it is these things were like really different and i don't think they my aunt's questions are still answered but i think i've just accepted these things to be different these cultural differences came out to the fore when isha moved to nashville now from from go from new york to nashville was like a completely all opposite like a completely different uh, experience right again like a whole exactly like a whole culture shock yet again because i i having moved from mumbai to new york it was slightly similar in the sense of uh, you know the pace of the city or you know everybody's running in mumbai everybody's in, running in new york but also new york was of course you know it's the most cliche thing to say it's the melting pot of cultures versus i was that obvious brown person with an indian accent in nashville so that stark difference was like very very evident over there 
and in new york you know we we used to do like a lot of uh, activities and the brown person was never sort of the anomaly uh, in new york but in in nashville there were you know people used to like obviously hang out in cliques so obama was uh, about uh, to get uh, you know the the uh, trump was about to come in the elections were around the corner the conversation was changing in the country the conversation was becoming about uh, immigrants and the conversation was becoming about race and color and these these topics were coming up now in this time being in nashville was extremely difficult because you could you could look at people looking at you differently or i could see like people with certain flags on their cars on the street driving and sort of you know when they would see mine or my husband's face they would want to overtake us they would want to race their car we had like so many of these instances uh, in nashville i remember going for a walk one of the days with my husband in in the community that we used to live in and uh, it was i think 7:30 in the evening and we got we got like uh, we uh, we got bullied by uh, by someone in 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 a car someone just like raced their car stopped by asked us to go back home uh, to our country and then just drove right off and these were like extremely scary incidents and nashville generally was a very isolating isolated place uh, whether be it culturally or or in 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 all the senses so that's when uh, you know that's when i started finding the need to sort of express myself and i i had like so much to say and i i kind of felt i would you know sort of share these feelings and feelings with my friends and i think in in nashville i realized that everybody was sort of uh, going in their shell a little bit because around this time politically the things that were happening around this time everybody was a little afraid we had all stopped going out to say like bars or something uh, after it would get dark because we would be it it all became about us protecting ourselves isha is like most of us who have experienced some form of this clash of cultures but this time it was different and the whole thing had personified itself as hate In February 2017 a man shot and killed Srinivas Kuchibotla an Indian tech worker at a sports bar before yelling at Srinivas and asking him to leave the country such is the magnitude of that revulsion that it can drive a person to kill a stranger for merely being different just as that mutual hatred brought people together at the other end it brought together those at the receiving end of that hate and Isha she found a way to channel all that she was feeling so around around this time uh i started noticing that whenever we would get together with our little circle of friends the biggest comforting conversation everybody was having was about what we used to do back in the day so the conversations were always you know they would always involve things like oh do you remember how you know after school we all used to go and uh, have the barafka gola or do you remember how you know this thing tasted back home or do you remember the time when this movie had released and people started uh, i i i realized that it wasn't just me who was getting comfort in uh, you know sort of revisiting these memories or uh, re uh, you know attaching myself with the culture 
but it was every every sort of uh, indian or south asian person out there was doing that you know everybody was sort of holding on to something that was truly our own our I- that i that piece of our identity that piece of our true self and that was bringing people a lot of comfort and i i I've, i'm extremely extremely proud of uh, where i come from or i'm extremely in touch of who i am i've never really been confused about my identity i've never really been like okay now i'm an american so i'm like super american too i've i've accepted my american learnings or my american side but at the same time i i know that i am an indian and i love that and i started talking about uh, you know these aspects of culture that i used to see in see around myself every day i still like write just like that only i like i like see something on the street and something some idea will just come up and i'll write an essay around it and i think that was the beginning point of uh, culture chaos because I just wanted to sort of share things which brought me comfort and which brought people comfort. More than people, I I just wanted to share things which brought me comfort. It was really needed around that around that time when everybody was just afraid, afraid for their lives, or it was just not a safe environment over there. And so the podcast Culture Chaos was born during a very chaotic time in the lives of many. I used to feel that I was extremely culturally sensitive and I did notice that not everybody was like that and I would sort of take some things too hard and everybody a lot of other people would be like do this is just the way it happens over here like this is not India or you know you don't have to be so sensitive to this and you just have to like toughen up and stuff but when I started this podcast I realized that people would just write to me and everybody would just be like oh my god that's so relatable or you know this make this made so much sense to me or i had this exact same experience so, or i think of this exact same thing or you took me like you transported me back to my childhood and i realized that these stories are not just my stories this is the story of everybody who has had uh you know a south asian sort of a life everybody who is really attached to their family and who misses their family over here or everybody who has kept their uh, you know desi part alive somewhere deep down inside and that desi part of their heart i think was getting warmed up uh, when they heard these little essays every nri uh, has at some point gone through some confusion or at some point gone through some uh, you know uh, trouble or uh, hesitance with assimilation we all we all dwell in our memories we all that's the only thing we have to hold on to when it comes to our life back home so these things some things are really, really sensitive for us and nobody is uh, sharing our story right while the podcast helped isha share her thoughts and feelings she also had to find a way to be happy and fit in in a new country i still don't know if i have found uh, that perfect uh, sort of piece of the puzzle which i can say that okay this is this is it this is complete now or i don't have a moment where i started really fitting in but i had like several moments where i i created my comfort zones i figured out that i had to cook my food at least a couple of times a week because that would make me feel good i figured out i had to watch my bollywood movies 
I, I figured out I had to get I had to stay in touch with my friends back home. I had to you know stay in touch with my family back home. Um, I sort of uh, started finding the balance between going out just enough and staying in just enough. You know, there, there, there's these these uh, certain rituals you figure out uh, around caring for yourself physically and psychologically. And and it once I figured that ritual out for myself, it sort of started helping me uh, be more relaxed. And the moment I sort of embraced the fact that I was not, I was never going to fit in entirely. That I think that was my moment. Isha has always been proud of her culture and has a deep understanding of it. Integrating into a new one has not been easy, but finding a way to connect across cultures has brought out a part of Isha that she's happy to embrace. Everyone we meet they have like a like a different sort of a life that they're coming from right i'm coming from a different life too and when we started connecting with people on these uh, sort of traditions on food on our habits a little bit of religion and spirituality these are the things that people are most interested in talking about people are most interested in hearing about and these are the things that make us unique and this is where my sort of, uh, you know, this is when I started telling myself that I might just be a culture geek because this is what I see. These things sort of, you know, I, I started getting excited about these things. Uh, and that's when I truly started, uh, you know, calling myself a culture geek because that's what it is. That's that's what excites me the most. That's what keeps me going. And I can have, I can sit and have a conversation with somebody for a whole night about their culture or about my culture and every every possible conversation whether it is wedding traditions or whether it is the the way people paint their houses or whether it is uh, you know the way we cook or the way we keep our shoes at home everything has a part of culture in it and the moment i embraced the the moment i became a culture geek or the moment i accepted that that was the factor that was going to bind me to everything. That's where things completely turned around for me. After sharing her many stories and listening to so many others, what in her opinion can help others make that transition into a new culture easier? There's a couple of things. I think uh, the init initially what I think the first thing that happens is when someone comes in, they're coming in with either of the two, two extremes. Either we're coming in uh, sort of completely uh, jumping with joy to become of the culture of the country we're coming to. So that's when the NRI joke comes from, right? We stay here for a week and we start talking in American ex accents and we start uh, rolling our R's and you know we start saying yeah 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 that's right that's right all right all right we start. <laughs> doing that at the end of every sentence so that's one extreme where we're like jumping with joy thinking that we're going to assimilate the moment we land we're going to become like american or australian or Can canadian the moment we land and uh, that's that's one extreme and the second extreme is where people you know leave india but the india never leaves them and 
you know they'll come here and they'll still like continue wearing their clothes in the house or they'll continue holding on so tight to their culture they'll only hang out with people who look like them or who talk like them and they'll only eat at restaurants which make their food and they'll only like step out of the house to go to do their cultural activities they're never going to try even to assimilate they're never going to give it make an attempt at it they're never going to make friends with somebody who's a local or try to eat local food or go visit local places they're never going to be like you know let me go and visit like a farmers market over here in the city so if you're coming if anybody's coming with either of the extremes that's going to that's not going to work that's going to make things all the more tough i think the more we come with an open mind the moment we start adjusting uh the assimilation versus embracing our culture aspect that's when it's going to start working out you know you we we do have to make an attempt to make friends with local people it's not cool to talk to your neighbor but if your neighbor looks like a kind person go talk to her or talk to him they might just be nice people you know going to public libraries going to uh you know local coffee shops these things will start opening us to more people the more we interact with people the easier this process is going to going to happen we're not like reaching out for help like calling for help but this is a way to reach out for help because again the moment you start interacting you're going to have cultural exchanges and that's going to help you that's going to you know make you comfortable with the place that you're living in visit visit uh, visit the tourist places go to the heart of the city what's the whole meaning what's the whole relevance of the place that you're in you know i for me as i mentioned food is a very big thing i i have to have to make my food couple of times a week you know i it gives me comfort it gives me peace it gives me joy i've figured that out that a lot of a lot of it with me is about food figure figure out what that thing is for yourself it could be food it could be wearing uh, you know your favorite sari once a week or twice a week do it anything that gives you joy that gives you comfort do it once we find that balance out that's when true uh, you know the true magic will start beginning having been through this journey of holding on to her culture and fitting in without losing her identity is there anything isha would have done differently when i came no i came completely blank and completely unprepared about uh, what things were going to be so i think i i wish i would have uh, you know started uh, my uh, started uh, expecting what to sort of uh, I, i would have sat i have I, i wish i would have been prepared for what to expect uh, done a little bit of research and research by research i don't mean i had done a lot of research i had researched like from the place i was going to live in to the phone plan i was going to have i knew everything that research was very strong but i wish i would have done something from the cultural point of view how people think over here what people like I wish I would have understood some uh, sort of popular culture concepts. So those things I wish I would have done differently. Uh that that I I'm sure would have helped. So I definitely wish I would have watched more sitcoms and more Hollywood movies even though it sounds stupid. These things do help you, you know. They do help you to understand how how things work over here. As for Isha, she found that balance between embracing the differences of the culture she lives in 
versus holding on to her cultural identity. There are some things we just, I think, become over touchy about some things. I'll still listen to, you know, I have, I have my moments when kuch hota hai India mein and I'll put like uh, some patriotic song and I'll start bawling my eyes out. Uh, so it happens. Uh, and even even when I step out of the plane, right? Bombay has this very typical Dharavi ki khushbu. <laughs> okay, it smells a little bit like a shochale the first time you uh, breathe in that air. But that is the smell of my Bombay and I like it. And I feel ke, you know, okay, I'm, I'm like, this is it. I'm, I'm in Mumbai. And uh, I would, uh, you know, have that moment where I just like stand tall. My posture changes, my shoulders broaden. Get that, boss. I get that feeling and I'm like, I'm home, you know, this is it, like, this is, I'm in my place. But it's also a moment, it's also, it's also, I, I also have started getting happy when I get back on the plane to come back here. It also makes me feel like I'm going back home. This has started happening from the last couple of years and it's also good. I'm, I'm happy to go to India, but I'm also happy to come back home, which is here, like I call this home too now. The author Melissa McClone said, Life takes you to unexpected places, love brings you home. And how wonderful is it that Isha is at a place where she can call both India and Canada where she's currently based home. The cultural chaos hasn't gone, but it's slowly being traded for cultural harmony, and Isha can happily live with that. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nora. Thank you for listening to us today. And we hope you'll help the voices of our guests be heard by sharing this episode with your family and friends. We can be found at nrawoman.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for NRI Woman. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NRI Woman Podcast. Our featured fellow podcaster for this week is Making It Modern Podcast, a podcast by Ashley and Kelsey. They take things that don't need to be modern and make them so, with a mix of comedy and a little bit of millennial cynicism. They are available to listen to on most podcast listening platforms or wherever you listen to our podcast. Are you looking for a history podcast to grab some quotes for a last minute paper? Or maybe your presentation on Jane Eyre needs a punch-up. Then do not listen to us. Do not. Like, we're begging of you. (laughs) I'm Ashley. And I'm Kelsey. And we host Make It Modern, a podcast where we talk about history, literature, and all things made before the year 2010 in a way that would probably be frowned upon by any teacher. We basically delve into the past and stumble into the present. We discuss things like what type of rosé is appropriate for a medieval execution. And how we've all been binglied one time or another. So if you love hearing about people, places, and things with so many issues they could be a Julia Michaels song, join us every Thursday on Spotify and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Facebook at Make It Modern and also on Twitter and Instagram at capital M-I-M underscore podcast. This episode was edited by the lovely Dipti Shibish. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and always be kind.
next week on NRI Women. First day I had so much food and I was only busy eating food. I didn't even they didn't notice me. I didn't notice. Them. I just had a lot of food because uh, it was really good food. Second day I was like really determined that they should notice me. So I again followed them. Went to the same restaurant. But like they would get up to get food and or whatever and i'd also get up at the same time second day they didn't notice me 2000 rupees gone